Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have Lee Gershman on again, so say hi, Lee. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, oh, that's I'm, I'm, oh, little, like like grated cheese. Grated it's great. <laughs> yeah, I like to grate my cheese, especially on yeah. a burrito. <laughs> oh yeah. You ever go to the Olive Garden and they they tell you to stop? Tell tell them when they stop. They usually run out before I could tell them to stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's some that some of my family members would do. They should bring a wheelbarrow and damn it, I'm paying fifty cents extra for this cheese. <laughs> yeah, they tell you when to stop, and they go, "Oh, you can stop anytime now." And I'm just sitting there, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Oh, I need, yep. I need more cheese. I go, "Okay, go get more cheese." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, they're getting paid for it. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to do an album that came out when I was two years old. <laughs> oh, okay. And um, Was first, that 1972? 1972. Okay. And I was not two, but <laughs> I, I, I was mentally two. You're mentally two. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, today we're doing ARIO 2. It's like ARIO period, ARIO period, ARIO period 2 slash... T yeah. period, W period. I don't know why they put all these periods in there. <laughs> it, it, it kind of supposed to look like TWA, I guess, like 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 TWO airline, but it's R-E-O-T-W-O or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah, and this this was their second album, but before we get into that, Lee, uh, tell, tell us how you got into Ario Speedwagon. Okay, well, I um, they were one of those groups just like some other groups that I knew of. I knew of Ario Speedwagon pretty much back when they first came out. I was about maybe seven, and so it was around the time that this album came out, but I had never heard them. I had just heard of them, and everybody in town knew of them, and some people knew how they sounded, and I was like, how are they? And they went, they're really good, and I was like, okay, I'd like to hear them, but they never play them on the radio, and I was like, they, it was kind of like I was outside the building wanting to try the cake inside, but nobody would let me in, so I was kind of feeling like, damn, I want to hear this group, and finally, uh, MTV had stuff like Roll With The Changes and Riding The Storm Out, the live version and all that, so I got a chance to hear them, and my opinion on their later stuff is different than my opinion on their early stuff but I had heard about their early stuff and so when I finally found REO 2 um, that was in a thrift store and I was like I had heard that it's a pretty good album so I went to get it and I was like wow this is great and so I had gotten some of their other albums like maybe the next few after that and my opinion on each album is a little different, but but Ario 2 was the album that I I thought was was probably one of their best. 
Yeah, um, I story about Ari Speedwagon. They were my first favorite band. Okay. And they uh, got into them MTV era, watching the High Infidelity videos, watching that. And then my mom took me to my first concert in 1985 for the Wheels Are Turning tour. And I oh. just absolutely loved them. And so I had Wheels Are Turning, I had High Infidelity, I had Good Trouble. Um, oh, and then okay. I then I started going back. I got You Can Tune a Piano, You Can't Tune a Pin. Oh, uh, yeah. Tuna Fish, because I saw Roll of the Changes on there, because I heard that in concert. I got the Ario Live album, you, Live You Get What You Play For. So I loved them live. I got, yeah, I even got that big thing, Decade album, you know. Oh, where, okay. And then, yeah. And, and then I got, um, before I listened to Decade, I bought, like, uh, I think it was Riding the Storm. Oh, Riding the Storm out album, I'm going to get this. And then I, I put it in the cassette player, and I go, who the frick is this? Oh. Who's singing this album? I don't like it. <laughs> oh. And then I go, oh, oh my God. And then I got, then I went and got Ario 2, and I go, oh, Kevin's here. And then I went and bought the first album, and I go, uh, who the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. And then the two albums after Ario 2, I think it was Lost in a Dream and something else, was the, another singer. I go, this shit yeah. sucks. <laughs> I oh. couldn't stand it. I loved Kevin, and I couldn't. So I just threw those tapes away and and just stuck yeah. with the Kevin stuff. And then he came back for Ario in 1976, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I started yeah. buying all their things. And I go, what the hell? Then I found out he was re in recording. I found this years later. He was recording, um, writing the storm out, and I bought. They put it on iTunes. Oh, and, and uh, I bought his version of it, and I like it better. But it's it's way better live. It, it, it the oh, studio yeah. can't capture that song. But I was like yeah. tripping out. I go, well, he was on there for the second album, but not the first, not the third, not the fourth. I go, what the hell? <laughs> I guess I got well, but now you understand that Ario Speedwagon is a group where, if they were a restaurant with a buffet, they would have a few items that you will not like. Yeah, they had three singers in their first what four albums? <laughs> three albums. Yeah. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard Star Castle? Uh, that's with the guy who I was reading. Um, he uh, was he in the Ario Speedwagon? He left. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot um, his name. Yeah, Terry Lutrell. Well, yeah. When he, um, I had first heard him in Star Castle, and the difference between him and Ario and in Star Castle is like. Let's say you hear yes with John Anderson and he sounds good, mm -hmm. and then and then you hear earlier stuff with him and he sounds like ah baby you mm -hmm. know blah, blah, and you're like yuck. So he was pretty like not very good in in REO, but he had like a John Anderson sounding voice in Star Castle and whether they did auto tune or whatnot, I I I think you'd like him in Star Castle. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if you ever heard them. I think, in fact, they would probably be a band you'd be into. But, mm -hmm. yeah, um, Kevin Cronin was... Well, I'll explain more how I feel about Kevin Cronin when we go through the songs. Yeah, and uh, I like bands who change singers. I, I liked Yes on Drama, you know. Oh, I liked, yeah. I like Into the Lens. I got that on vinyl, too. I love that album. Oh, and I yeah. love some of the singers that they got when uh, in the 2000s after... Uh, yeah, he John left again, and I like some of them. Some of them sucked. Some of them were good. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you you don't mind the extra singers. It's just 
at least audition them and don't say, hey, buddy, I like your mustache, you're hired. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, I even like Van Hagar, so sue me. <laughs> oh, um, between us and all the people listening, listen, um, um, I, I like some of Sammy's stuff. Cool. It takes a real man to admit that. <laughs> no, but I will. <laughs> well, you see all the hate on, on Facebook. <laughs> um, I, in fact, I don't even see enough hate for Bon Jovi, and that's what gets me annoyed. So, you know, um, to each their own hate and love. Yeah, I just saw them in concert last week. <laughs> oh, they better were, you than me. They were really good. Seriously. Oh, actually, yeah, um... Uh, well, that's a whole other discussion, but, yeah. but 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 if you like them, hey, more power to you. Yeah, I, you I like I like the story how he's telling about 1994. So they played the forum before that, and it was always fooled. And they go to 1994, and grunge came out. They had to mm -hmm. uh, keep the faith out, and uh, it was like less than half full. And, and like he was talking to the band, and goes, "Guys, this is over, man. Our career's dead. We can't even fill up the forum anymore." And it goes, now look, we're full again. <laughs> wow. I was like, dang. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it when artists will tell you like a personal story on stage. He, he told a lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of like Springsteen. You know, I, I hate the oh, guy's okay. political views, but I love him on stage. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Too bad Bon Jovi didn't talk about being like, like having some guy threaten him in the alleyway. I would have been happy to hear that, but... Oh well, I, I guess if, if, if whatever you said that you liked, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Well, let's get into this album from 1972, Reo2. Let's get into the first song, "Let Me Ride," which, uh, like other uh, R.L. Speedwagon albums, Kevin Cronin was like him and Gary Richraff are the main songwriters. But on this album, it's mostly Richraff. So this is one of the few songs written by Kevin. "Let Me Ride." What do you think of this one? Oh, well, this is one of my all-time favorite rock songs. Everything about it still makes me feel like I felt in my 20s when I first heard it. They say Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss. Well, Kevin Cronin saved REO Speedwagon. Yeah, this album only barely went gold in 1982. Oh. So this album wasn't really received well. <laughs> compared yeah, to that... that, that that shows the the unintelligence of a lot of the people who were buying records. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Let me ride. I love the chorus. Let me ride, ride. Oh ride. yeah. Cause I need to be free inside. I love this song, man. Yep. Really great album opener, man. And then we get into the second song, how the story goes. All right. Well, the story gets a little bit not quite as interesting. <laughs> um, um, they rock pretty hard on this, and it's a good song, but in general, Gary Richrath is not my favorite songwriter in the group. This song sounds like he's second best, not first, but at least second best making good. Yeah, well, this is, uh, he wrote this, and I, I like the song, it's a great rocker, and I... Just put it this way, when Gary left the band, it turned into a Kevin Ballad session, so... Yeah. It's like, 
you needed the yin and the yang there. You needed Gary to say, let's rock it out. You need Kevin there. Let's yeah. do a ballot. You know, you needed both of these guys together, or it just becomes like, uh, what? I'm doing it my way. There's no yin and yang anymore. That's yeah. And and I I agree. I I would say that I I would have if if it were me in the studio with Kevin, I I, I would have pulled on his coat collar a little bit tight and said I, I want more songs like you did on REO 2 yeah. and and I would have pulled tighter and tighter until he finally said okay but that's me well that's that's why Gary left because he didn't like the direction Kevin was pulling the band and he was getting yeah. less and less say on it because Kevin wrote like big hits I think uh, Gary wrote what um, Don't Let Him Go I think he wrote that yeah. Yeah, so he wrote a couple hits later, but it was all Kevin, you know, I can't fight this feeling, you know. Yeah. Everything that was making the band money, Kevin was writing. So, but when when Gary, yeah. after Life As We Know It, is that they just, I like the the Earth, the Small Dog and the Chicken with album, because album, there's some good rockers on there, but it's mostly filled with ballads. <laughs> oh, okay. I should um, listen and... And and like only listen to the rockers, find them and put them all on a playlist, yeah. and then I would probably pretend that they never did any ballads, and I'll like them better. Yeah, but it's, there's one song in there called "Liar." It's called it means love is all right. <laughs> oh, that sounds like some that I would do if I had thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I like that song though, and then, yeah. I like this song how the story goes. And to tell you the truth, Gary was my first guitar hero. Oh, okay. It was the one I got up on the bed with the broom, with playing air guitar or broom guitar, jumping yeah. on my bed, wanting to be a rock star because of Gary. I was into Eddie Van Halen, but I, I was so enamored with Ario until I got into yeah. Rush. And then when I got into Rush, I started seeing more, like, listening yeah. to more Halen, more Hagar, more more yeah. different types of music because Rush expanded my mind to, hey, there's different shit out there. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will agree on Rich Rath's guitar playing. I'll say he's probably like a good chef as far as if you give him a recipe, he can do it good. But if he makes up his own recipe, it's not going to be that great. But but his solos I like. Yeah, so, his solos yes. were very to melodic, me. and and he bent yeah. those wires, man. <laughs> he bent those yeah. notes. I mean, I scream. do. <laughs> I mean, I want to like him more. It's it's just that um, I I honestly have to admit that for me, um, songwriting wise, mostly I think Kevin was a little bit better. Yeah. But that's that's just me. And then we get into the cover of the song, and we and we should talk about this man since it, they cover oh, his yeah. song. Chuck Berry just passed this week, man. What a loss yeah. for rock and roll. And that's that's a bummer. But then again, the fact that I'm over fifty and he was around for most of that time, you know, it's it's not like I am going to even miss him more because he did so much. It's like like I'm I'm just happy and surprised that he lived as long as he did. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to hearing that last album that he's going to, that he made that hasn't been out yet. But, I think it was called 90, right? <laughs> or I forget, but, but yeah, it was like on his 
when he was 90 or something. That's very impressive when someone that old can still do a good rocking sound. And so I'm going to be interested in hearing it. But, oh, but yeah, but to me, this is, to me, the best version of this song, Little Queenie, in the same way that Quicksilver Messenger Service upped Bo Diddley with their version of Who Do You Love? Mm -hmm. REO totally upped Chuck Berry here. It, to me, it's one of the best songs also on this album. Yeah, Little Queenie, it, it kicks ass, man. I remember when Queen did a little thing at the end of their song. <laughs> go, go, oh. Little Queenie. That was cool, too. But, oh, yeah. But I, I love this song. I love Chuck Berry. My mom was a Chuck Berry nutswinger. She loved him. I listened to him growing up my whole life. And, and you look back on history, this guy, if he was white, would have been the king of rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. The he way was also, he was kind of considered the king of rock and roll anyway um with people um who i knew it's just that maybe maybe they didn't um you know acknowledge it further when all these new bands are around but yeah chuck berry was always we always considered him to be the king of rock and roll but a lot of people who like the army and the navy they're into elvis who like we're from Texas. We got a beer gut, and we want to be Elvis Presley. So, so we were going to call Elvis our king of rock and roll. Because if I ever meet him, I'm going to lick my, I'm going to lick his shoes, and I'm going to call him Pappy. <laughs> they had a, a, a radio show here on KLOS with um, uh, Mark and Brian. Oh. I don't know if you ever heard of Mark and Brian. They were I down, might have. They were down here for years, and he used to do skits on the radio. And KLOS is a classic rock station, but they didn't play music during the morning drive. And uh, they would do comedy oh, okay. bits, and uh, uh, Brian would always do Elvis, and they did a thing on Elvis. Oh. He was talking to Mark. Mark was interviewing him like, "Oh, we got the king here," and he goes, "Hey, oh. mom. and uh, Brian would go, "Hey, mom, baby, hey, mom, baby, what's up? What's going on? Wait, 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 I gotta check my vitamins here. Give me that red one. Give me that green one. Give me that blue one. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, 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 I feel good. I feel good. I got my, I got my vitamins in me." And then he goes, "Hey, I got, I got a story to tell you. You talk about Dodgers." And we used to have a section in Dodger Stadium. We just took out all the chairs and sat on Silla's hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, they were they were cool. Uh, they made a Christmas album and, and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, right on. They were good, man. And um, yep. Yeah, so <laughs> Little Queenie's awesome. I love Elvis, but I think the black people back then got a terrible time. Him and Little Richard, man, are like shit. Oh, definitely. Little Richard is is one of the influential people in rock, one of the top um, five, if not the top three, except now people only know of him from like, if he's on Oprah, or if he's starring in a movie with Bed Midler or something, and they, <laughs> they, they know him as like, like some guy with the funny hair and does the gestures with his hands, but yeah. no, he wrote some of rock's most influential tunes and he was very very good and still is and um people uh, kind of don't realize that but I, I i think he's great yeah little richard's awesome i i was just thinking right now maybe he uh chuck berry wrote little queenie about little richard <laughs> 
You never know what they did in the back room those days. <laughs> yeah, they had to hide that shit. <laughs> yeah. He was like, we were writing a song, right? <laughs> right, little Chucky. <laughs> And if we get back into the album, uh, yeah. the inside one with uh, a Cronin pen tune called Being Kind Can Hurt Someone Sometimes. What do you think of this one? Oh, yeah, well, I absolutely love this song. I wish I could have written a song like this. Perfect melody. Some people talk about Stairway to Heaven as the perfect mellow building up to heavy song. You can quote me, Stairway to heaven sucks compared to this. It's because this has a heavy rock chord structure. So it's heavy even when it's mellow. And that's what I'm into. Another favorite of mine on here. Yeah, it's, I think it's a Hammond B3. <laughs> it makes it yep. really yep. heavy with Neil, uh, Neil Dowdery. And oh, that, yeah. That guy is so underrated as a keyboard player, man. Yep. Yeah, and so is Alan Gratzer on drums, man. I miss him, too, out of the band. Yeah, I love this song. This is a great way to inside one. What a what a great yeah. feeling and emotion Kevin sings with this song, man. And oh, this, yeah. And this is true, man. You can be too kind, and you can hurt someone, you know? Really good lyrics, man. Yep. Sometimes you need to tell people the truth, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like with my family, um, instead of saying, oh, I love this dinner... You know, just um, say, um, I'm sorry, but I'm feeling sick. I'm going to go into the bathroom, and you're not going to see me for the rest of the evening because of the dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then we flip this sucker over, and we get into a, the last song written by Kevin Cronin on the album Music Man. What do you think of this? Oh, yeah, well, another example of Kevin Cronin saved REO. This sort of has a bad company vibe to it but in this case I'd say it's more Paul Rogers took from Kevin Cronin I think this album came out before the first bad company record but this song is so much better than bad company and even better than Kiss's first album this should be considered a classic yeah Kiss's first album the songs are great it just wasn't recorded well this album's kind yeah. of recorded a lot better. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I think that that for this particular album, I think Kevin Cronin was was really a hot songwriter. And, and I would have liked to have seen him do more like this later, but, but the fact that he did do this album means that I have respect for him. Oh, the Ario album. There's a lot of songs like this. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll I'll have yeah, to check that out then. Great, great album. And so is uh, you could tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. There's, there's oh yeah, great songs on that album too. Yeah, okay. I love this song. I love the the acoustic guitar. Just he's just strumming away on it, man. Can't you see? I'll always be a music man. You know, love oh, this yeah. Oh yeah. Tells a story about how freaking they're, they're into music and. He's never going to leave it, and it looks like he's going to croak on stage one day the way they're going. They're still on yeah. those, those guys never stop touring, man. They're always on stage with sticks. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's interesting because now that I thought about it um, with the acoustic guitar but with the heavy song, it, it makes me think, like, what if James Taylor did a song like this and he did acoustic guitar but he strummed it really heavy and he 
gotten well known for being heavy metal acoustic. You know that that, that would have been funny. Oh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep for a second. He said James Taylor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But I do admit James Taylor is a great songwriter uh, when other people do his songs. Oh, um, okay. Like uh, Fire and Rain when Badlands redid it off Voodoo Highway. That song was bluesy and had a hard edge to it, and I love it. Have you oh, ever heard okay. that version? Um, no, but I'm, I'm going to after we're done. Yeah, Badlands the... Fire and Rain, really great version of that song. You, you, hear, wow. you, you, hear, you see that song in a different light when you hear that. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to do a um, covers album of James Taylor's songs done by other people, so then I can hear <laughs> maybe better versions. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't like James Taylor, but I do admit he's a great songwriter. His voice is just so soothing, you just want to fall asleep. <laughs> it okay. Keep, it keep my uh, attention. Well, it's like something I want to put on if I need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, my my girlfriend at the time, she didn't like him either, and and then she also didn't really like jazz. So I was trying to tell her about a guy named Michael Franks, who I said was like the jazz James Taylor, and she went, "Oh, I'm sorry, I just forget who you said. I forget <laughs> his name already." Uh, <laughs> yeah, Music Man's a great song, and uh, it's still in the set today. Like the next song is still in the set today. Like you do. What do you think of this one? Oh well, of the Gary Rich Rap songs, this is okay it's my favorite of his songs and the middle jam session is awesome so this song does win me over it's almost as good as a kevin cronin tune yeah it's a good song great rocker great solo gary just really kicks ass in the song i like it a lot i like to see it live and this kind of has a live feel on it this whole album kind of has a live feel on it so you're not Missing much. That's something Kiss should have done. They should have went in the studio and just recorded the shit live. They probably yeah. Because <laughs> was what happened. A live came out and they just blew up. You know because they're oh, a live yeah. band. Even though I guess most of that album isn't live. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know why, but I mean, I'm not saying I don't like a live because a lot of times I would listen to it loud and and just do. Um, housework or whatever, and when I would do housework, then I would listen to live albums, and this, and Alive would be an album that I would listen to. But um, overall, yeah, I, I would say their demos um, were really hot because that was them in the studio without a producer telling them what to do. Yeah, it's a great album, man. I, I love it. And then we get into Flash Tan Queen. What do you think of this one? Um, well, if Little Queenie was really tasty vanilla pudding, this song is just flour and water. <laughs> it's trying to be like Little Queenie, but it just doesn't hold a candle to it. Totally forgettable. It is better than mid-80s Y&T, but that's not saying much. I like mid-80s Y&T. I love Contagious. <laughs> um... I, I'm I'm more of a fan of their early stuff. In fact, my hairdresser at the time he he knew members of the group, and um, their first couple albums and they were called Yesterday and Today. They're definitely worth checking out. But they're an example of a group that was even more like you know how Van Halen sort of changed their sound when Sammy got into the band. Yeah. Well, this 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 would be more like like the difference between them back then and and in the 80s and stuff 
it's like if they had Sammy's um, next door neighbor with with without any musical ability and and they all went in the group you know it's like I'm you know kind of like the difference between a really good steak and potatoes meal and a piece of bean curd with a little bit of um, uh, strawberry jam you know kind of like that in in comparison um, I, I really I'm not, not a not a big fan of Y&T like Summertime Girls and Summertime Girls was just a pop hit you know yeah. but that, in Rock We Trust I love that album <laughs> that song that album rocks okay I'll I'll take a chance well Summertime Girls isn't on that album <laughs> okay well then I'll I'll amend what I say and say that this this song, Flash 10 Queen, is better than Summertime Girls. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> I think yeah. anything is better than Summertime Girls. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The keyboards and, are so heavy on that song, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it took me to go down that low to find a song that's worse than this. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, oh uh, speaking of Y&T, they just had uh, the last original member besides Dave Manichetti died. Damn. Uh, original yeah, rhythm I... guitar players Joey Alves passed away at 63 Man. from ulcerative colitis and other complications. It's Damn. Like, it's like Dave Manichetti, his whole band dropped from the original lineup. That's a bummer. Yeah. You know. It really Damn. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Y&T had a good comeback album a few years ago called Face Melter. You should probably okay. ch check that one out. Okay. Um, were any of the original members in that? Just the bass player, but he died. <laughs> ah, damn it. He well, died after that album. <laughs> he, that was the well, last album he made with him. He was like Dave Mendicetti's songwriting partner for years, too. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like a lot of people like Chuck Berry and Leonard Cohen and David Bowie, um, they all like make their last album and then they die. Yeah. Even even Leon Russell, I think he did, he did I think like maybe a live album of cover tunes, but he did that and then he died, and so you know everyone's doing, like, like it makes me wonder, um, if I get really old, should I do my last album or should I not? Because <laughs> I want to live, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The off the in Rock We Trust the titles the. The first song on the album kicks ass. It's called Rock and Roll's Gonna Save the World. <laughs> so, okay. And then they have Lipstick and Leather. I guess that's a, a title metal bands love. <laughs> oh, it sounds like they were trying for Motley Crue. <laughs> Motley Crue. <laughs> if, not, if not musically, then at least something. Like Lipstick and Leather, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or the last album you reviewed on that other podcast. <laughs> um... Um, w would you believe that um, I also, before I did that, I did um, an, a review of it on my YouTube station, so I had, I had to listen to it again, <laughs> you know? So that's why I was especially unkind. Yeah. On my YouTube review, I was a little more, um, I say stuff that's a little different. 
but it's kind of like if you are fed some not so great food, but you're really hungry, it's okay. But then if you're full and then they shove it in you again, then you're like, then you can really taste the bile. And so I was really tasting the bile when I heard it the second time. Yeah. That's, you, wh that's why I said what I said. You guys couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. You guys got you kept making a joke about always crying dove. <laughs> well, I, I can't speak for them, but I was, I was totally plastered. Yeah, that's that. That was that was an hilarious show. Yeah, that, that, I give it to those yeah. guys. They do have a freaking great podcast, man. I know they're a lot better than me, but I'm working on it. Maybe one day I could be half as good as them. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I need to learn how to edit better so I could put all the big, the bells and whistles in it like they do on that podcast. Well, with me, when I do my my stuff i'm like i don't even think about whether i'm good or not because if i thought about it i'd probably get scared as hell but but no i mean um uh, we we all we all have our own style and it's and um coming from me you're 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 all right you know you're not you're not you're 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 not as bad as summertime girls <laughs> oh thank you i take that as a compliment <laughs> sure it's meant that way yeah all right, let's get into the last song on this on this album. And this is spoiler alert, my favorite song off the album, and I got to see it live for the first time ever after six times watching these guys in concert when they were touring with Sticks and Thirty Eight Special, and I was impressed. It it still holds up today. This song is kind of like what's going on in the world today, man. It doesn't. It, it's not. It's a timeless song, Golden Country. What do you think of this one? Uh, well, this is interesting, but still. Gary Richrath wasn't writing great songs like Kevin Cronin. Mm -hmm. It has a good heavy beat to it, but it's not a great song. I think they should have put all three Kevin Cronin tunes and the Chuck Berry tune on side one, and all Gary Richrath songs <laughs> on side two. That way, there's there would be one side people would listen to over and over again, and the other side would never be put on. <laughs> well, a lot of people like like you do in Golden Country, though. That's what I'm telling you. When Golden, when they started playing Golden Country, the audience went crazy. Yeah, I, I, I do admit I am a freak in that way. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I, I mean it. If it comes to the difference between a song like this or a song like Jump by Van Halen, of course I'm going to like this better, but that doesn't <laughs> that, that, that doesn't really mean that I like it as much as the Kevin Cronin tunes, and that's what I'm comparing it to. I do admit that, that they play it heavy, and so I, I would say I don't really, really hate or dislike any of the songs here, it's just um, um, in comparison, um, this song isn't really one that I like to listen to over again. Yeah, I, I like listening to it, and I really was impressed when they played it live. And uh, this, this album was certified gold in the United States, and that's the only thing I have about it. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, the personnel on this album is Kevin Cronin, lead vocals, rhythm guitar, Gary Richrath, lead guitar, Neil Dowdery, keyboards, Greg Philbin, bass and backing vocals, and Alan Gratzer, drums and backing vocals. And they also had additional personnel, Boots Randolph, 
saxophone, Kelly Bowen backing vocals, and Tommy, Tony, Tommy Lee Brady backing vocals. Oh, okay. Well, Boots Randolph, that's kind of cool that they had him, because he was like this country jazz guy, you know, like he might have played on a lot of country albums, but he was a jazz kind of guy, and kind of kind of like a mom and pop sort of thing, like like if you asked your grandma about Brutus Randolph, she could probably give you a whole bunch of information. Like if you did a podcast of a Brutus Randolph album, get your grandma on it, and she'd probably be able to fill in all the blanks for you. So it's impressive that they they were able to get someone like him. That 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 would be kind of like getting um I don't know, but like maybe a new group now like just starting getting Willie Nelson or you know what I mean mm-hmm. so, some some kind of kind of impressive and kind of an older older thing. Well, it's kind of like Sting when he did his first two solo albums, he had a jazz band behind him. <laughs> oh yeah. And Definitely, that's, and 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 I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and his brother, I guess, was it Bradford Marcellus or Witten Marcellus was in his. Um. Name? Uh, probably Bradford. Bradford, I know, because he said Witten said, "What are you playing with a skinny white rocker for?" <laughs> oh. Jazz. He got on him for that. Oh, okay. Well, have you ever heard any of Last Exit, the yeah. uh, um the the stuff that he did before he was with the police well that actually sounds a lot like his solo stuff mm-hmm. i was i was surprised um i i thought it would be like maybe like jam session ska kind of whatever oh it's like very professional and sounds sounds really jazzy like like right up there with the big hits he did so i was surprised yeah yeah i want to uh, comment on that song you did slap your face that was pretty cool i like it <laughs> yeah, um, that 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 song was well. I was watching some videos on YouTube of people like um, who are like really really young on America's Got Talent and stuff, and then like someone was winning this big competition for a song that they wrote, and they were like really really young, and then they had a lot of people were doing their um, videos of cover tunes of of this young person's song and I'm thinking well someone young is going to get their songs well known and someone like me some sort of old fart people aren't even going to watch or or, or I'm going to get um, some trolls who are young people giving stupid comments which it's it's fun but I mean like you know like a lot of people if they get 2,000 likes in a day, that's like a slow day. With me, if I got 200 likes, that's for all the years and all the videos I've ever done. And so, and so I was thinking, I was thinking of doing a concert album about about these stupid people who are young and won't listen to us older folks and I'm I haven't done it yet but I'm going to put one on called stupid little boy <laughs> that's 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 the next one that I'm going to do and then there's there's going to be a few others but but it's 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 my my idea is if if there are other people doing songs about oh I am shy 
I am not so fun. And people like I'll go, oh, I am old. I'm going to slap your face, you know, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing my truth. Yeah, I, I, I like it. You guys need to go check out Lee's uh, YouTube page. He's very eclectic with his songwriting. He's, he's actually, yeah. He's actually so serious. It's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Leslie Nielsen in airplane. <laughs> um. Actually, actually, like Leslie Nielsen driving the airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really good. <laughs> Hey, do you have yeah. any album picks for the fans today? Oh, um, I'll I'll say, give me one second. Okay, I I, I would say I was listening to. All right, I'll just I'll just pick an old one, just because my mind's not my my I'm I'm looking like in the cabinet. And I know the albums, but the titles aren't appearing. So I'll just say the first Jay Giles Band album, the the one with I think um, "Stop, Wait a Minute, Don't Go Dead." My heart. Well, well, there's one like a song like that, and I think also one called like some like blues for M or whatever. But it's it's the first Jay Giles Band, and 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 it's it's pretty good. It's sort of like, um, you know, like maybe the American version of the Rolling Stones in a way, but a little more fun. Yeah. And and um, Wait, they the were Rolling, the Rolling Stones aren't fun. <laughs> well, no, no, they, they they are, but 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 more like like, but 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 without the serious edge. Oh, okay. You know, you know, or like as if, you know, like Mick Jagger, he can write some pretty smart tunes. And some of his lyrics are pretty poignant. And um, Jay Giles' band, they're probably the most serious song that they could ever write was about finally getting their seatbelt to click. You know, <laughs> it's 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 like like you know, but um, they they write mostly songs about licking ice cream cones and stuff like that. But mm. but no, they're they're they they were a good party band, and I I would say um, their first. Three albums are worth it, but their first one definitely um, is really worth listening to. Was Peter Wolf the singer back then? Um, oh, in fact, um, they had the same lineup throughout all their career, except their very, very last song or last album when Peter Wolf left, and Seth Justman was the singer for that. And weirdly enough, it was a really good album, but they don't—they don't have it on their um, re-release thing. It's like they just totally forget about that album. But, but that one was—that one was someone with illegal weapons. Illegal weapons. It ought to be against the law. Was that a you know, video? You, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, they were painting each other or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I something that. like that. I that. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that was um, the last album without Peter Wolf. But Peter Wolf was in all of their albums. Yeah, he came back. And, He's touring with them. So. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It just. But yeah. Just funny. The band is named after the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I guess it's a matter of he's the guy who had the money. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, suggest an album that I just picked up. 
brand new album from Depeche Mode called uh, Spirit. It's, oh, it's really different because it's a, it's kind of like uh, protesting songs a lot on here. Huh. Uh, wow. It's really good. I like it. They're protesting the way the world's going, the way people are, and usually oh. they're they're kind of upbeat. Well, they they do get dark on like Black Celebration, and they they are a dark band. But they can get yeah. a little poppy once in a while, like just can't get enough. You know, they could get really poppy. Oh yeah. But yeah. I love Depeche Mode, and I also picked up with this in the mail. I got the for the third time the Coverdale Page album, which is excellent. The first two got stolen. I can't keep them in my collection because assholes mm. keep stealing it. Or at least I don't hang out with those ass, ass wipes anymore. <laughs> They're gonna steal it. Yep. I guess the reason why you like some of the albums that you do that aren't so great is because people haven't stolen them and so you finally get a chance to listen to them more <laughs> like poison nobody takes nobody takes my poison collection <laughs> yep <laughs> so i'm left with poison and van hagar i guess right <laughs> oh um yeah <laughs> yeah you could call it poison you know <laughs> you know um, all right, Lee, tell people what you're up to. We already t talked about your oh, YouTube um, page. Well, um, okay, well, my YouTube page is, well, it's, if you type my name, L-E-E, -E, and then my last name, G-E-R-S-T-M-A-N-N, -N, um, I'm on there, and my WordPress is my name Lee Gerstman in one whole word, then dot, then WordPress dot, and then com. And my podcast, um, Cheese and Shaving Cream, is Lee, and then underscore, and then Gerstman, and then dot, and then podbean dot com. And I'm, I just finished writing another novel, and I'm working on another novel now and um, there's a few possible other ones that I'm starting to work on. My cousin suggested an idea for a novel which is going to be quite a bit different than the other stuff that I usually write but it's a really good idea so I'm going to be collaborating with her and um, she's got a really good sense of humor and um, so we're going to be probably coming up with something very interesting and so I won't say anything more about it now but but um, look forward to some more creative projects for me in the future cool and I will put the links up on the Podbean page like I did last time for you oh cool have right on getting, have you been getting any more clicks <laughs> um, but believe it or not that song the slap your face song uh -huh. got four likes so far which is like for me it's it's like platinum status. Yeah, for me, you know? when I get ten downloads in my show, I'm happy because at least ten people listen to it. I have gotten oh, over yeah. 150 downloads. It's been slowing down lately on people yeah. downloading my show, but I do it for fun. I don't do it for recognition or yeah. it's just a hobby. I love talking about music. I like talking to you. Uh, oh yeah, Andrew Jacobs. I don't know what happened to him. If I did anything to you, buddy, I'm sorry. But um, we plan to do Sticky Fingers. I'm kind of depressed that he he just mm. went went offline on me. I don't know what happened because I never uh. once ever talk shit about him. So, oh, uh, okay. I could see what the other guys are mad about me about, but I don't know. Um, mm. So thank you, Lee, for being on the show. Okay. Well, hey, thank you. Um, 
I enjoy the talk, so any opportunity that I can have to talk, I take. All right, man. Lee, I'll have okay. you on again. Okay. All right. right on. All right. And thanks, thank Lee. you so much. Okay. All right, Bye. Man. Bye. I've been lonesome and hard.
when it's time we'll sip our wine and sleep Whoa, but I've been known to love more than one person Whoa, I've been shown that being kind can hurt someone
Those are some kick-ass songs. Now I have some promos from some friends of mine. Take it away, guys. Hey, 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 hey. DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on that metalstation.com. The Big Bushy Power Hour. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour. It's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Hi, I would like to promo some podcasts that I'd like to listen to. The Cassius Morris Show, Metal Rasp, One-on-One with Mitch LaFon, Cheap Talk with Cheap Trick Chat, Podkiss with the Podfather Ken Mills, and last but not least, the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris and Aaron. And also I have some great Facebook groups that sell vinyl. Beetle in the Groove, Vinyl Seconds, and Wicked Sweet Vinyl are great and always have amazing records. Take it easy, guys, and go check those groups out. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Check out my Amazon link and tell a friend. Thank you.